Hey everybody, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network. If you're in the EU, visit our EU website, CWOWI.EU. My weekly thoughts and other things are translated into several different languages there. So if you're in the EU, you might want to visit that. And uh, anyway, we are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes the way they did for the first 300 years of the early church. And uh, before Constantine legalized Christianity, called them out of homes and said, hey, meet in the pagan temples. And so it's been in that system uh, for the last 1700 years. But we follow the biblical pattern, the way the Apostle Paul, the way the, well, once you realize that the New Testament was written by apostles doing church in the home, two people doing church in the home, you can put the scripture back in context and it all makes sense. Anyway, visit our website and sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes up by email. Much more there about house church. So today talking about this, everything depends on this. What am I talking about? Everything depends on this. You've heard the phrase, I'm believing the Lord, or I'm standing in faith. And most of the time, what they think, what people think is faith is really not. And there's a reason for this, and 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 really the, the biblical teaching is, is rarely taught. So let's start at the beginning in Matthew chapter 16 as a great example. Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 and 17. Uh, the people are talking about who Jesus is. And Peter says, you know, who, or Jesus asks, who are the people saying that I am? And they talk about Elijah back from the dead, uh, you know, Jeremiah, you know, some reincarnation. They really don't know. And then Jesus said, but who do you believe I am? And Peter said this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, this exchange takes place. And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says this, he says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And upon this rock, that is the rock of revelation that Jesus is the Christ, I will build my church. He said, you are pet. You, you are Petros, which is a little stone. You are Peter, a little stone. But upon this rock, Petra, which is a mountain, I'm going to build my church. That Petra, that rock that Jesus has built his church on, is the revelation from the Father that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Again, Jesus said that my Father has shown this to you, and you're just Petros. You're just a little stone. But upon this rock, this Petra, this mountain, I am going to build my church. Now, that's the key right there, that Jesus is more than a man. And it's not that you can study it out. It's not by hearsay. It's not what the public is saying. It's not gossip. That's what they were going on. Hey, you're Elijah, you're Jeremiah, one of the prophets come back from the dead, something like that. We don't know who you are. But Peter had a revelation from the Father that said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father in heaven. You have to understand that that is the rock upon which the body of Christ is built, that revelation. And all other revelation, our whole walk with the Lord comes down, trickles down from that key revelation that the Father showed us, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. This process has to take place. This is the way we walk with the Father. This is the way we walk with the Lord. And let me, the Bible, depending on the translation, uses the words enlighten, or, or, well, enlighten, let's do that. The prayer that I always pray before I teach, uh, nearly always, and I'm always praying for the people beforehand, whether anybody hears it publicly or not, but it's the prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians in chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. 
Paul said, I pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened to know the invitation he extends to you. Again, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. There has to be this enlightenment. This has to be a revelation from the Father. In, in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, where it talks about what is required for a person to reject their salvation, what, what I want to say, level of maturity is required for a person to know what they're doing to reject Jesus. And the first thing he says is, it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and then tasted the heavenly gift. Tasted the heavenly gift is Jesus, is be, being a Christian, is being born again. But before that comes, who were once enlightened. So there's that word again that's in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. You have to be enlightened, and then you come to the Lord. Jesus said this in John chapter 6, and verse 45, one of my favorite verses. He says, it is written, they will be taught of God. They will all be taught of God. Therefore, everyone who has heard, of the father, heard from the Father and learned from him comes to me. See, there's, everyone has to hear from the Father and learn from him comes to me. We don't realize before we came to the Lord, perhaps the days, weeks, months, maybe years that, that God was dealing with you. We talk about that. God was dealing with me for a year before I got saved. That is the Father God illuminating, enlightening, opening the eyes of your understanding so that you could come to Jesus, that you would work through the injustices, that you would work through whatever you needed to work through to come to Jesus. There is that enlightenment. And you have to understand, this is what faith is based on. The, the faith in Jesus is based on an enlightenment, a revelation from the Father that says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood doesn't reveal that to us. It's something that we know on the inside, and we know that we have to answer the question for ourselves, who is Jesus? Is he Lord? Is he a liar? Is he a lunatic? He's one of the three. And when we have that illumination, that enlightenment, that, that being taught of the Father, that he is the, he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, just like Peter, then we come to Jesus. And so everything is based on revelation. In fact, the two main Greek words that are of interest for this teaching, uh, logos and rhema, are, are important words. Logos is translated as the word or, or the word of God. It is, it is who the person of Jesus Christ is. He is the expressed word of the Father made flesh. And that is the Genesis through the Revelation. That is the totality of the person of Jesus Christ. He is the Logos. In the beginning was the Word. That is the Logos. He was with God. He was God. And that's John chapter 1, verse 1. But there's another word called Rhema. And out of the Logos, out of the general Word of God, comes the specific Word of God, a Rhema, that is God revealing something to you, God speaking something to you. And so faith is actually based on a revelation. The initial faith that Jesus is Lord comes from a revelation from the Father and all other things that we stand in faith for or that we have faith for are based on revelation because the greatest revelation is Jesus is the, the Christ, the Son of the living God, and everything trickles down from that. Everything is based upon that. So that is why Noah did not just decide to build a boat he was told, he was given a rhema, he was given a specific revelation. This is grace. Grace comes first. Grace, you are saved by grace through faith. The grace is that Jesus is Lord. The grace is, Noah, I'm going to flood the earth. The grace is, Abraham, I want to make a mighty nation out of you. The grace is, Noah, 
or Moses, I'm called you to deliver my, my people out of Egypt. Faith is the response to that. Noah built the boat. Abraham took a walk to the promised land. Moses walked back, went back to Egypt to lead the people out. Grace is a revelation from the Father. That is what you and I have received. By grace are you saved through faith. It is the, the Father dealing with us and we're being taught of him and learning of him, even though we're not aware usually that it is the Father dealing with us. Till later we say, oh yeah, God was dealing with me for two months before I asked Jesus into my heart. Or yeah, God was dealing with me for a year or two. And we say that so casually we don't realize what that is. That is the Father God teaching us and showing us and, and helping us resolve our issues so that we could come to Jesus. John chapter 6, verse 45. All who are are taught of the Father and learn from him, come to me. And so this whole revelation that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, everything is based on that. So what happens is when someone receives a terrible diagnosis, they say, well, I'm just going to lay hands on myself. I'm going to stand in faith. Well, faith again is based on a revelation. It starts with the greatest revelation and therefore the greatest faith. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. You make that statement based on a revelation. So you have the grace first, you have the revelation first, then faith is your reaction. You are the Christ. Jesus, Make I give you my heart, give you my life, come into my heart. I believe in you. So, so you react to the grace, to the revelation. Noah reacted to the grace, to the revelation. Moses reacted to the grace, to that revelation. And so what we should do is this, folks, when we're faced with a crisis, all that is said for this. If you're faced with a crisis, don't just spout out at the mouth and pray this long prayer and do all this and do some formula. No, in the early church, when they were faced with a crisis, they prayed. What we do is we look for a formula. We look for, for a, a how to do something, and that's all wrong. We should do like the early church. We should, we should get something that is a crisis, that is a surprise to us, that is an emergency. And then we take the time. We say, Father, what do you say about it? Will you give me a revelation? What do you say about the situation? How should you handle this? How, how should I handle this situation? Let him give a revelation to you. Let him give a, a, a grace to you, a peace to you, a direction to it. So before you talk out your mouth and say, I'm going to stand on, on this, and I'm going to stand on that, and I'm just going to pray God, and I'm going to do this. Um, draw back, draw back, spend some time with the Father, put on your favorite worship, just spend some time before the Father and worship Him, and then linger in His presence. Just sense that presence, get into a place where you can sense that presence on the inside of you and get the mind of the Lord on it. Give me revelation, Father God, on this situation. How shall I proceed with this? It doesn't matter whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's a relationship issue, uh, you know, decisions in life, where to go, what to do. You know, the way I go through it, honestly, the way I go through it is like a, is like there are three choices in front of me. And as I'm praying in the spirit, I'm thinking on going down path number one and I go until the place that I have peace. Or if there is no peace, I stop. I don't go there. I say, okay, there's no peace there. There's no flow. There's no presence of the Lord when I think about that. And when I'm praying about this, so then I go to option number two. And I pray through that and I think through that and I look for revelation. I look for peace to go in that direction. If there's nothing there. I go for number three. Option number three. And, and, and that's what I do. I process this. I, I go through these things. Um, you know, recently I, I needed my, my truck repaired and I had to get it into the shop to do that. So even on something like that, I've got an extremely busy schedule this week and the last week. And, uh, but I needed to drive my truck in to get, get it into the shop. And, and so I was praying. It's like, Father, where's the timing in this? How am I going to fit this in with such a busy schedule? 
You know, I need you to, to give me the time. Where's the time? And I felt a peace about yesterday. As I'm recording this, it was yesterday. And amazingly, the afternoon just opened up. I mean, like the sea parted and the schedule was such. And so uh, Barb could follow me in, drive in her car and I could get my truck into the shop. Well, I otherwise I been, I would have tried to force it and, and, and force things in the midst of a busy schedule and, and put things aside myself. Instead, I waited. I said, Father, just, just give me some revelation. What's, what's your piece here? Where, where should I, when should I take this in? I need the, the guy to work on it, to be there, to be present. And I need the timing to work and everything else. And I just felt a peace about yesterday afternoon. And boy, I'll tell you what, the schedule opened up and it was like, yes, now's the time. I knew in my spirit, now's the time. So you see everything from you are the Christ, the son of the living God, which is a revelation from the father to saying, father, when can I do this? I need to get this done. How should I do this? To have that peace about that timing of it. That's how we walk through life. That is what faith is. If you're faced with a situation then don't just spout out what you know. Don't just think that you're in faith. Faith is based on a revelation. If you're if you're just repeating scripture that you know or a formula that you know, that's not faith. You're in hope. You're in a mental and emotional saying, I agree with this. I agree that 1 Peter 2.24 says, with the stripes we were healed. I agree that Philippians 4.19 says that my Father, sh- God shall supply everything I need. But it's not based on personal revelation for that moment, for that event. And to have faith, you have to have revelation. It all starts with a revelation from the Father. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And our whole lives revolve around a personal revelation. And that means, folks, you really have to walk with the Father God. You have to walk with the Lord Jesus. You have to involve them conversationally in your life. Not in a big formula, not in reading two chapters a day or your memory verse to speak out. It means actually walking with them, seeing the beautiful sunrise and saying, thank you, Father, that's gorgeous. Or, or, Or a good timing in your life. Thank you, Father, for that good timing. Or saying, Father, where's your provision for this? Or where's your provision for that? Walking with them. It's not a formula, it's revelation-based. And he did it so that the Spirit and the Word will always be in agreement. So walk in the Spirit, walk with the Father God, and then he will apply the the Word that is appropriate. And the Spirit and the Word agree, you have a revelation about your situation, and then you speak it out, then you take action. That is faith. All right, it's always based on a revelation. If you live your life like this, I'm telling you, it's just a step up in another level, but it's how I live my life. That's how I lived it for decades. So I hope it's been a blessing to you. C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. God bless you.